It's nice, isn't it? It's after two some odd years of being at a distance together. <laughs> it's very different to be present with each other. I feel that too. I really, um, I don't know about any of you, but it, I, it affects, uh, affects me to be meditating in a group. I really like that group feeling of doing this practice together. And Alistair and I learned how to meditate here in this building when it was owned many years ago by the Zen group, Dharma Rain. And I re remember it was the first time I sat down and meditated with others. And I was really blown away with the, with the difference it made. At the time, I was really struggling with I had teenage kids, and one of them was having a lot of issues that was scary to me, really, really disconcerting. And I was just spinning out emotionally. And, um, and I'd been an artist my whole life, and I found myself retreating into my art world, into my um, personal art pro process. It was the only way I could feel like I could gain some sense of balance and a sense of ease and, and not be worried. And then um, I realized that this was actually, I was retreating so much that it was beginning to get very difficult for me to be around people, uh, with the exception of my immediate family, which I think a lot of people probably felt over the pandemic. And once you were alone and withdrawn, then going back out all of a sudden, uh, can be really challenging. So I had found I had isolated myself enough with the exception around my immediate family that I was really struggling to uh, with and very uncomfortable uh, around people around social events. Uh, so um, I went to therapy for many years. And uh, my therapist asked me what do you do when you paint because i was sharing this uh, habit of mine and my withdrawal and my struggles it was causing me with him and and so i explained to him what it was like for me and and he said oh that sounds like meditation and at the time i had only heard of well i read the book zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance <laughs> <laughs> and articles on TM, but I didn't know much anything else. And so I went home and I had one of those, we had one of those little initial computers, Apple computer, not this big. And uh, the worldwide net was just starting up. <laughs> and I typed in there, Buddhist meditation and um, a group showed up. We were living right down the street on Hawthorne on 48th and just off of Hawthorne and uh, or right up the street, I should say. And this group showed up right down the street and 
so we started to we we saw there was meditation class we started up the class and uh came down here to sit and and that was really quite the experience uh for me it was the beginning of uh, a long road that was twenty six or seven years ago twenty six years ago it must have been longer than that because uh it was twenty it was in nineteen ninety six or seven that um I met Lumpur Pasano. And uh, so I was involved with a Zen group, not that particular one. They didn't have a Thursday class, and that was the only day that Alistair and I could both do an evening meditation together. And at the time, that's all there was, was evening meditation. So we did a Thursday class with another Zen group uh, or, you know, gathering community. And... Uh, <clears throat> did that for a couple of years and met... Um, Ajahn Amro came to visit, and I was really taken by his style of teaching, and I went down to Abhayagiri to visit, met Lumpur Pasano, and started to study with him. And the, uh, I mean, it literally changed my life, the teachings, his direction, his encouragement, really helped me get grounded and and uh, find a path to transcend the chaos uh, and the, that at the time I thought was going to be the rest of my life. So I began to learn how to handle through meditation, through guidance, through the Buddhist teachings, I began to learn to handle difficult situations, challenging life experiences, emotional upheavals. I wasn't very good at handling my emotions. Uh, Buddhism has taught me a lot on that. So meeting Lankor and having these changes, uh, you know, kind of like maturities I, I became through these teachings and his guidance i gained emotional maturity that um i just didn't even know existed <laughs> i thought i was really quite mature but my eyes were opened up <laughs> with this practice uh, and I was really, really, really inspired then to want to share uh, what I was coming into contact with, with other people in my home region. If there was anybody else that might find, gain some positive um, encouragement, some really useful guidance in the same way that I just happened to have. There were plenty of other monastic systems, monastic um, groups. At the time, this was like, you know, like 20, well, Prince of the Dhamma started up in 2000, so 22 years ago. 
uh, this place started up so that there could be the Thai forest Theravadan influence in Portland, which at the time there wasn't, I couldn't find any anyway. Um, so if somebody really resonated with Zen, great, you've got a lot of options. Or Tibetan, great, you've got a lot of options. Um, but I couldn't find an, any um, related to the Thai forest, or, or certainly not the Ajahn Chah. So established um, center in my started it up in my very funky art studio quickly moved out of there uh, to another uh, a, a much nicer space and, uh, and then eventually we bought this building or buying this building i should say and a lot of people are um, benefiting you know and had Lumpur Pasana, I mean, Sumedho here recently. Uh, Ajahn Pasana, Lumpur Pasana is coming on July 10th. Two Sunday Silas, is that two? It's only two Sunday Silas away, wow. If you can make it, you know, in person, please do. It's really, uh, uh, Ajahn Siddhanta will be here as well from the Pacific Hermitage. And the Pacific Hermitage monks, there's uh, two other monks there right now. Don't recall who they are. <laughs> uh, but, and then Ajahn Pasana will be bringing up um, an Upatak is a person, a monk that would uh, supports him, serves him. Um, so he'll be bringing up another monk from Abayagiri. So we'll have five monks here and uh and a lot of probably several people um, when we're really crowded we all wear masks except for the uh, speakers um hard to talk or to sometimes to be understood with a mask on so the speakers take them off One of the things that's very striking to me about uh, the guidance and the example I got and saw of Lungparpasano is oh, I understood generosity in a completely different way than I had understood it before. You know, to, to me, generosity used to mean doling out money, Oh, what can I do? And sometimes that was irritating. <laughs> I, I didn't have very much. and But generosity is just a very, um, they call it dana in Pali, it's called dana. And it's a key component, uh, a, a, a part of the foundation of anybody's growth in um, their Buddhist practice. And so having an ability, a habit of relinquishing our ideas, our, our sense of self, our, our concern for me, 
who I am in comparison to who you are. What does that mean about me? You know, my views about you, my views about what's right and what's wrong. Not that we don't have them, but that we don't identify with them to the point where we make others' identity wrong and therefore bad and someone to, you know, be angry at or dismissive of I, my, my next door neighbor. So when I'm in my house, the right to my right. Um, it's really lovely people who've lived here in this house now for about five years. And we've been through a couple of really hard winters uh, where we would watch out for each other, take them, take each other food, candles, um, watch out for their property, help them with the mail if they're out of town or vice versa. Uh, concerned for they had a car stolen one time. We were just always there for each other in the heat, checking in on each other when there was the really hot time. Do you have air conditioning? Do you want to come over? Is your gas still on? Do you want to come over? You know, just always checking in with each other. Very friendly. They're very friendly. Really nice people. Um, she was out walking her dog the other day, and so I saw her, and so I popped outside. She, oh, no, it wasn't her dog. She was strolling her grandchild, and she has a new grandchild. So I popped outside, and it's her first grandchild. Hey, Granny. <laughs> and uh, so we're standing there chatting and really enjoying the time. And I said something. I, I don't remember what it was. But I said something that has to do, <laughs> you know, that's on the top of my mind these days. And she blurted out a com completely contrary viewpoint. I'm just like, oh, no, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was just like, I was shocked because I assumed these are nice people, so they think just like I think. <laughs> And I literally had to like tell, I had to check in with myself because I was so surprised that is your mouth open? Are you rolling your eyes? Are you, are you about to do this? You know, just like mm, relax the body. And then, and then I just chuckled and I said, oh, I have to say, I have a very different idea of can't say I agree with that. And then, and I chuckled and then she chuckled and then she said something else. And, and I said, yeah, I can't don't agree with that one either. And I chuckled and then she chuckled. And <laughs> we actually had a, a very friendly conversation as we weaved our way out of those areas that we strongly disagree <laughs> and came back to a ground of, you know, this we're neighbors and we really like each other. She, she's a nice person. I'm a nice person. And uh, let's move into areas of which we can harmonize. Oh, I noticed that you trimmed your bushes. Oh, yeah. Did you notice I mowed the side lawn, which I never get around to doing? It's, it's pretty ragged. 
And then we quickly turned on to the conversation quickly <laughs> as we found our way back to a place that we were mutually like supportive and in agreement. We also found a way to mutually find someone whose yard we didn't like the way they took care of. And I was just like, wow, isn't that fascinating? You know, we noticed that, okay, we're not going to agree on these points of view. So let's find some, oh, here, we can talk about our gardens. We both really like our gardens. I like what you did with the bush over there. Yeah, and I noticed this about your lawn. And yeah, but did you see our neighbor's lawn? And I just jumped right in there. Oh, I, I know, they finally hired somebody. So we started. I just started to do, 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 do. Boom. there that's where we can put our we have a we have a mutual dislike for the lawn <laughs> in our neighbor's yard I was just like oh my gosh that's it just ill will is so sneaky uh righteousness is so sneaky you know and uh it can just whip us up really quick into mutual dissent. Um, yeah, I, I was I was really quite unimpressed with myself. <laughs> so I couldn't find my way out of that conversation. So I just said, "Well, I need to get back get back to work." I was working at home that day. Need to get back to work. Great talking to you. Zip back into the house. Sometimes that's the only thing I can do is to just like shut down a conversation. Try to do it as quietly as nicely. Uh, sometimes I just have to quit talking, even if I'm in the middle of something. And, uh, you know, I can, I just like, ah, didn't do it with this neighbor because, you know, we were, I didn't want to for her to feel uncomfortable because we'd already gone through that little <laughs> disagreement and my opinion's different than your opinion and we found our way back out of that in a very friendly way uh, but i i've just needed to close it rather than to say you know i don't like what i'm saying right now but every once in a while it's worth saying you know i don't like the way I'm speaking right now to, I'm just gonna stop. I can do that with my kids. I can do that with my husband. I can do that with my closest friends, you know. And sometimes people just super appreciate that. And that's a very generous thing to do, to just, oh, stop. Uh, Lungkor Pasanos says one of the, kindest most generous things that we can do is to stay grounded in a place of non-ill will that's just a really kind thing to do when we when we're in that place we want to share that place with others it feels so good to be and it you know one of the things that feels good is the confidence we have in ourselves to do good, to act kindly, to have no regrets, to not be ashamed 
if you turned around and Lumpur Pasano or Ajahn Sumedho was actually standing just behind you with whatever you were saying, sometimes I'll bring that to my mind. What if, what if Lumpur Pasano, which he has done, <laughs> <laughs> just quietly walked up and I suddenly noticed he was there? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> could you turn that picture around, please? <laughs> you know, what, how would I feel? One of the, one of the chants that the monks, and I, can't, I can't remember which one it is, but there's a chant that the monks, that I hear the monks do quite often, that says something about, when I die and I'm questioned by my peers, can, will I be, will I have anything to be remorseful about? Because that's what we want to do is in our dying moment, we want to have nothing to be remorseful about. You know, we don't want a sense of remorse coming up as our last mind moment our last mind moment, because supposedly our last mind moment is the gateway into our next life. And so practicing that feeling of what does it feel like to know we are generous with our attitude, with what we are offering anyone that comes into contact with us. What do we, I mean, just imagine what it would feel like if we could walk in the face of chaos, of anger, of righteous ill will, of what we may consider complete and total unhealthy ignorance and stay grounded in a feeling of non-ill will. The power of having access to the wisdom that comes when it's not obstructed by our personal views and opinions seeded from, influenced by ill will, by our own ill will, the power of the wisdom and the choices we make from that knowledge. Can't be compared. There's no comparison with the knowledge or, or the action that we take when we're coming from a place of our own ill will and our own righteousness. <laughs>